Okay, perfect. <laughs> we started recording, honey. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Okay, Ryan, Aaron, Troy, honey. Tis me. Hello. Please introduce yourself. Uh, uh, hello. My name is Ryan, Aaron, Troy, Huffer. Yes, I have two first names in my middle name. Uh, I am originally from a really small town in Northern California. Moved out to more of the uh, Valley area about four years ago. And I now own Spellbound Beauty, but we'll get to that in like a little bit. But a little backstory on me is, so in the small town that I lived in, it's called Newark, California. I kind of did like everything extracurricular. And then in high school, there was like a media program that every class that you took was either like on a computer then you also had like your elective classes which were like f- like photography video editing graphic design things like that so that kind of I've always been super artsy growing up so that kind of intrigued me so then I went into that program and that kind of led me into just getting more and more fluent with graphic design I would say so then high school was a for me high school was a blast I didn't come out until around sophomore year um not by choice but <laughs> oh my that's gosh a, yeah that's a different story for a different day it's a oh little crazy God. but after I came out everything was just like peaches and rainbows I was like in charge of everything I ran for like homecoming king I was on like the high school cheer team as well as doing like a lot of stuff on the side I got along with pretty much everyone and there was really no issues so when I graduated high school I went to the Art Institute of San Francisco and I originally enrolled to just do graphic design but at the time I was also in like the all-star cheerleading realm which I still am and what I did a lot was like design a lot of the uniforms that were there so I knew when I was in school I wanted to like I wanted to double major (laughs) whoa and so I double majored in graphic and fashion and I was there like six days a week from like 7 a.m and I would have to leave so like we in Northern California we have a thing called BART and it's basically like think of like the subway but Uh like Northern California version so I would take the BART but I would have to get up at like five to get to BART by like 5 30 and then take the BART from there all the way to San Francisco because like nobody wants to drive in San Francisco um (laughs) from there to San Francisco and I would like cross my fingers and hope to get there by like seven something when class started because you never know like there's always delays sometimes there was like trains coming at each other and they had to like like, reroute them and like all that stuff so yeah I saw a double majored I was there from like 7 a.m to 7 p.m very 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 intense (laughs) like two and a half three years of my life no that Uh, sounds very intense because like you are uh you're at FITM right yeah, I'm in my senior year, but yeah. I only go to so school you know- two days a week. Right, can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but once I finished school, this was around 2015. That's when I was able to take a break. I focused just on my coaching. And at that time, I was working for the biggest all-star cheerleading uniform, and, well, just the biggest all-star cheerleading company in the world. Whoa. Uh, called Var- yeah, called Varsity All-Star, and I worked for them for two years. I was living back and forth 
in Northern California and in Dallas. So like they would fly me out, I would fly back. And then after my two years was up, it was kind of like, okay, your two-year contract is now up. You need to make the decision. Either you're going to move to Dallas or you're going to stay at home, but we're, we can't like have you anymore because we need you in office. And I was like, hmm. And at the time I was like 20 years old. So like super young. I didn't, the thought of going to Dallas was like a cool idea, but it wasn't, it wasn't in the cards. So I decided to terminate my contract and stayed home. And then I went through kind of like a little sad moment because I was making good money. It was salary. Mm. salary. Yes. Uh, but then a few months later, the rival company hired me. Oh my gosh. All- <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, so, cause they like caught wind that I was no longer working with them and they're like, okay, well we want him. Um, but I worked there for like less than a year and it was probably the worst. And they were also in Dallas, but it was the worst experience I have ever been through. The amount of work that like the designers have to go through for the like amount of credit that you were getting is just like not any type of art form that you do, whether it's graphic design, fashion design, video, like in photography, like any, like any mixed medium kind of thing. Like it takes time and it takes compassion. Like it takes passion to like, drive you through it and at that point when I was working for this other company it was the workload was so big and my my workload for the first company was like really large but I felt like inspired and I kept like it was just really it was fun to design things and then see it come to life and see like teams using it and like things like that but for this other company it's just they did everything like for lack of a better word ass backwards and (laughs) and it was just like they didn't they made life a lot harder in terms of like graphic design. I was like, Ugh, this is annoying. And then like their reps were just like always up everyone's ass. And it just was a bad experience. So I ended up leaving that company. And then, wait, were you, yeah. were you coaching at the same time? Yes. Oh my so gosh. Also, also coaching at the same time. So I'm like going through the timeline of my life and then I'll get to like where I'm at now. <laughs> um, so that was like in 2016, 17-ish. And at that point, I was dating this guy. But oh, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, <laughs> that's when I started. So I was really into makeup. And like that's when like my prime was. I was like 30 pounds skinnier. I looked a lot better. And I was like, oh, girl. Um, and I knew I wanted to like create something. So for like months, I worked on like creating a highlighter. And I was like, okay, I can wear this. And I wore it literally every single day. And the amount of people that like asked me like, oh, where'd you get that? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, girl, it's mine. I did it. That's mine. I made it myself. Um, that kind of snowballed into me having like my very first launch. And that was called Hello Highlight. And that was, I want to say maybe 16, 17 or so around that same time. So I was working, I was doing this, I was doing that. And this is when like, I'm decently known on Twitter. So like whenever makeup products are like posted and it's like super well liked, it like kind of like takes off a little bit. But for that highlighter, I remember I posted a video of it was like me swatching it on my arm and it like blew up and it was like all over all of like the makeup instagrams it had like five million views on like all these things so when i launched i bit off a lot more that i could chew 
but I did it. And I like made all these highlighters. I sent them out to people. And the issue that I ran into then was like, when they left my house, they were intact, safe, ready to go, like awesome. But from transit, from being, whether it's from California to California or California to like a different country, you never know how like mailers are going to handle things. So I got a lot of complaints saying like, oh, like mine came shattered and blah, blah, blah. And keep in mind, like I was sending, like sending these out and just these like rectangle pants. Yeah. So it's like, I did what I needed to do. I had this cute little box. It was like a cute little gold box to put in. <laughs> um, but I did what I needed to do to make sure it was safe leaving. But then once it was out of my hands, it was kind of like, well, I hope it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, with that workload, it kind of just got a little bit overwhelming, but I still love doing it because I love seeing like the photos that people were sending me and like, it was just really like rewarding for me. When things went a little, the, how things went downhill is the guy that I was dating at the time, we had been dating for three years and I had just like spent the week at his house and he knew like he was supportive of what I was doing, uh, like starting like a makeup journey basically until I found out other reasons. So I spent the week at his house. The day I left, he gives me like a phone call or text me, basically saying it's not gonna work. After I, yeah, after I spent the week at his house um, and then proceeded to say that the reason was is because I was becoming too feminine for him now. Right. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So, and he wanted, ideally he like wanted a more like masculine man or whatever, so that, fucked with my brain it really did because at that point it's like okay well why am I not doing enough why am I not enough why am I all of a sudden like not okay to be who I am why do I need to change things so but in for the longest time after that I went through like severe depression severe depression for like at least over a year and a half oh no so I stopped the whole makeup thing I completely just quit cold turkey I was still coaching but even that like parents would notice and athletes would notice that like I wasn't being myself just because I was like genuinely depressed mm-hmm. and it wasn't about until I would say like two years after that is when I was like starting to get like my groove back starting to get like my creativity back my like my spark back and that's when I created Hello Cosmetics and that was around 2018 no 20 it was like late 2017 beginning 2018 something like that um I named it Hello Cosmetics because like the original highlighter was called Hello Highlight. So that was like its own little brand. I was like, okay, I'll just branch off of that. Like I'm restarting again. I'll name it Hello Cosmetics. So, and then I came out with eight liquid lipsticks that you, I actually sent you. I remember mm-hmm. that. Um, those took off. Those were great. But then reality hit again and it, I was just in this, for this reason, it was just things going on at home mm-hmm. where like I wasn't the most happy I'm not going to detail with how I was being like treated by my father and I just wasn't able to like home wasn't home anymore at that point so then once again like with Hello Cosmetics it's kind of like I took like a hiatus off of it even though I loved doing it I just wasn't in the right mind space to like actively be creating content and products that I want when I myself was like not in the right headspace right so then I moved so then I moved out when I moved out um my life completely changed so living here now 
has been just like a blessing because I was able to get out of like a toxic environment. I was able to like refresh and renew everything. I now a, am a graphic and fashion designer. I'm a cosmetologist. I coach all-star cheerleading. I, I worked for Phil's Coffee up until like uh, a few months ago. And I run a, podca- a podcast now. And then during this whole quarantine thing, I mean, this was happening before quarantine even like started, but because of quarantine, I was able to just sit down and actually like focus on things a little bit more. I was able to relaunch my cosmetics brand and completely rebrand it and everything. And that's how like Spellbound Beauty came into fruition. And with all that, it was just, I think it was just like good timing. Cause like I had, I've had my lab for like four years. I've, I trust them. They've always been like, okay, Ryan, like, where are you? Like, we want to work on things. Like when are you like launching new stuff? And I was like, okay, soon, like we'll figure it out, blah, 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 blah. And then last year, so before the whole, you know, the world ended, um, (laughs) I had started working on products. And for the longest time, even when I had Hello Cosmetics, like the one thing I wanted to do was an eyeshadow palette. So that eyeshadow palette was in process for such a long time and down to like me design. I was designing even to like the last minute doing like the final like little touches and things like that. Um, it took me a while to test formulas. I had to change formulas and like make sure there was like paraben free, cruelty free, and like all that stuff. The, the lab is cruelty free, but sometimes like between different clients, they want different ingredients. Right. So like they had parabens in their eyeshadows before, and I was like, nah, girl, like I'm not doing that. Like if you want my business, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna put that in there. So I had to complete, I had to pay all the money to like reformulate and have my own formula and. It was, yeah, it's a lot. So as of right now, like I'm doing a ton of things and it's a lot of things going on, but luckily with like COVID and quarantining and I'm able to stay home a little bit more and record my podcast or sit down and like design something for like January of next year. Cause obviously like it takes months for things to happen, but that was just a short little backstory on who oh I am gosh. and what I'm doing now. Yeah. You are killing it. Seriously. I'm also like killing brain cells in (laughs) the process. How many hours of sleep do you get at night? Not a lot. Not a lot. So like, so when I was working at Phil's, I would use the only shift that I was able to work is the morning shift. So and by morning shift, I mean like opening shift. And I live with traffic like 40 minutes away from the mm. location I was working at because that's like the nearest location but I love Phil's as a company um so I would get home from coaching around 10 30 watch YouTube until like one fall asleep <laughs> wake up wake up at three leave by 3 30 get to work by four oh, or sometimes because of traffic I never knew how it was going to be because it sometimes traffic could be like 40 minutes sometimes it could be an hour and 40 because just, you know, California traffic, kind of love yeah. it. So I would probably get, like, on average, like, three hours, three to four, at five, if I was lucky. Oh, my hours gosh. A night. That is insane. You yeah, are a was, hard-ass worker. There's days that, like, I would call out and, like, because I genuinely, like, wasn't feeling good because I was so exhausted. Yeah. But it's, I did that for, like, three years. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, so what got you into beauty was Twitter mostly like you just so, started getting into it there. What got me into, 
so what got me into beauty? I mean, aside from being like a raging homosexual, um, (laughs) (laughs) is in high school, like I did suffer from like acne and it was like more towards my senior year. And you got to think like, okay, people listening, like I went to high school back in the day and (laughs) it was different. We didn't have like Instagram didn't have tutorials. YouTube didn't have like a lot of makeup tutorials back then. Like it was kind of like a newer, newer age thing that was like coming around. So at that point, everyone was kind of trying different forms of makeup. More people were getting into makeup and things like that. So I was kind of like in that realm. And the reason why I did it is because like, I didn't have terrible acne. I just had like a lot of redness and just like, there was the occasional acne or whatever. So I remember using this, like, it was like my mom's it was like a tinted moisturizer but it was like it started out white and then it like corrected to your oh i've tried those yeah corrected to like your skin color and i just looking back (laughs) and that's all i would wear i would just like smother on my face no bronzer no nothing like that wasn't a thing back then so like just my face just looked like and ideally it didn't oxidize to what i look like because I'm very pale and it was very orange so I was just walking around with like this orange mask on my face in high school thinking I'm like hot shit with my like high school cheer from on on Fridays and I'm like that's me I'm the male cheerleader hello oh my gosh but that's so, literally everybody though like my yeah. makeup skills in high school and middle school oh goodness but what's not fair is like kids now Kids now don't have an ugly phase, I don't feel like. Because if you look at me in, like, junior high, it was, like, I was seventh grade. I was more of, like, a wannabe gangbanger. I looked (laughs) very, like, Portuguese. I had a mustache. Like, not it. Like, who was that person? And then then in eighth grade, I was, like, borderline, like, hardcore scene. So it's, like, Oh, my gosh, me too. Why did I flip-flop, like, constant, like, the I Heart Boobies bracelets, listen to Attack Attack, like, all those things. And it's, like, why did I flip-flop within a year from, like, Mm. gangbanger looking to, like, and I use, like, gangbanger as, like, a loose term to, like, scene. And then in high school, my freshman year, I wasn't out. So I was, like, playing the the straight-ish persona of everyone. We all knew I was gay. Um, And then sophomore year, like, obviously, I came out. And then everything got better. But yeah, so that kind of was just my entrance to beauty was basically, I mean, how many times do you hear like with drag queens or just like men in general, like, oh, I got into it because I played with my mom's makeup and like, yeah. ideally, that's what it was. Ideally, yeah. that's what it was. So with your whole Twitter audience, how did you grow that? <sighs> um, back in the day, uh, this is when Tumblr was like a really big thing. I was Tumblr famous. And that kind of ties into how I was uh, outed and forced to come out. Yeah. Um, I was very well known on Tumblr, like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers. And and I would post and people. But it's like at the time, like uh, in that time of social media, it was like the cool thing to like post a picture with your cat, but you had like black whiskers and a little nose on and like things like that. And like post like, now that I think about it, it's kind of creepy because, like, I would post, like, shirtless photos underage, and it would get reposted a lot. And now thinking about it, I'm like, how many strange people mm. would, like, repost those things? Mm. It's okay. You know, you live and you learn. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Tumblr kind of 
was the entryway of like a social media following and then it went to Twitter and then Twitter kind of just integrated into that and like I restarted my Twitter at some point so like the followers that I have now are not the followers that I had before um but people still kind of like kept tabs on me and that's why they continue to follow uh and Instagram kind of is like my lowest following count platform I would say just because like I don't know and recently the Instagram algorithm is just whack don't even get me started it's just whack because like I liked when it was like you would go on your Instagram and it was in chronological order because it made sense but now it's like I'm seeing the same five posts almost every single day and I'm like I've already liked this or I've already like ignored this for my timeline so that's where like social media started it was tumblr back when i was like 15 16 years old and then progressed all the way through and then tumblr kind of like died and faded and now it's me more like on twitter as like hmm. an insult. <laughs> so how do you feel about social media do you like it or i obviously it has helped you grow yes and- I think of it like a, I think of it like a 50-50 because like in many ways, especially right now, like being like an indie brand, I'm able to see a lot of support and a lot of people supporting other indie brands and just being a really positive platform. But at the exact same time, it is so toxic, so toxic because whether that be like things about, you know, our terrible president or like, (laughs) People, cancel culture is kind of like the biggest thing right now. And that's something that bugs me on social media, specifically on Twitter. It's because everyone is so quick to jump to canceling people for association. Like, for example, I'm not going to name names, but like I have this friend and she started her business and she was, it's pretty close with two very big, well-known uh beauty influencers one of them's not really beauty influencer but whatever to each own <laughs> um and because she was associated with them people started canceling her oh yeah because they had this big old thing that happened whatever but because she's associated with them people started canceling her and to me that's just like unfair because she had nothing to do with anything like she just because she talks to these people on the regular doesn't mean that she's condoning or doing the same things as these two people so that's where I feel like cancel culture is kind of just so toxic right now especially on Twitter because Mm -hmm. left and right left and right you just see people getting canceled like oh we're canceling this person because they're following x y and z on Instagram and Twitter and blah, blah 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 and it's like a big problem that I see at least is just the current beauty influencers I think they are a big problem because they all kind of in my opinion all kind of got fame at a young age I'm specifically the younger ones they all got fame at a young age don't necessarily know how to manage or handle that and they think they do but in reality they don't and it's just like things are getting handed to essentially children and it's being kind of just brought into like a negative space because now there's like left and right there's just like oh there's this drama channel doing this oh there's this doing this and this person uh said this back in 2001 uh jeffree star said this in like 1382 and (laughs) it just 
I'm definitely 50-50 on social media because for me, my, uh, in terms of myself, when I'm like talking to people or promoting my brand, they've been nothing but supportive. But this, like I said, at the same time, the other 50% of it is just the toxic cancel culture, the toxic people that are on that app and the people that are just there to bring others down. And that's just not okay with me. So yeah. it's kind of like a toss up and who knows if that's even going to like, uh, what's it called? Who knows that that's going to actually like settle over. Like if there's mm-hmm. going to be like, it's going to be like a 75 30 or it's always going to be like a 50 50 thing. So mm-hmm. only time will tell. I feel like, especially the beauty community. I feel the beauty community is the most toxic one. Yes. Um, I don't know what needs to change for it to become a more inclusive because beauty is supposed to be inclusive Mm -hmm. and the beauty community on social media is so not inclusive. No, not at all. And it's so, it's so frustrating because I definitely know what you mean when you're saying like these people are getting fame at a young age because I started my YouTube channel at 17 Mm -hmm. and like you are just taken from a regular life to all of a sudden having thousands of people looking at you Mm -hmm. and it definitely changes you it definitely changes how you see yourself how you see other people and I had to take a year break to really humble myself know what it's like to work nine to five jobs Mm -hmm. and, you know, not have be be a normal person again. Yeah. Yeah. And so now that I have that perspective, I see all these young TikTokers and these young influencers and it's like, Oh, my heart goes out to them because they're going to change. With TikTok being such a big platform right now, first of all, People are getting famous for mediocre dancing. (laughs) (laughs) For real though. And I'm just like, why? Like when you're 30 years old, like you're going to be like, oh, look at my children. Like I, like they go and tell their kids like, oh, I got famous for doing this dance. Okay. That's an, that's an achievement of yours. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're probably getting a lot more money than I am, but like, it's just, to me, it's not, I mean, okay. I, I guess I can't talk shit because every platform has their own thing. Like whatever, do you? But I, it, the amount of young people flip flopping from like being just a normal person one day, and then all of a sudden being quote unquote like TikTok famous or like beauty famous and like all these things, it's just I I just think it's unhealthy. I and agree. That's why, like if I ever become big, I mean, cross my fingers. Hopefully, maybe one day. But I want to do that gradually. I don't, don't want to be like night and day because I don't I won't be able to process that the way I want to process it just like when I talked about like previously like when I talked about how my highlighters went from like me just like doing them at home like being cute selling them to then going viral with like millions and millions of views and then me not being able to handle that workload Mm -hmm. that's what I mean about like night and day yeah so Dang. So you went from making these highlighters for you right Yes. They were just for you to play around uh-huh. with and share with your friends. And mm-hmm. then they went viral. So you decided to start a brand. And then yes. that's where you got that passion for yes. a brand. What is that like to start a brand all by yourself? Like, do you have any employees or is it all you? For me, it's, it's hard. Don't get me wrong. It's hard. But the lucky thing for me and what I'm super grateful for is 
when it comes down to packaging, when it comes down to advertisement, when it comes down to any form of like media, I'm able to do all of that myself. Website, I design myself. All of my packaging for every single thing that I've done in my brand and things that are about to come out, designed for myself. Um, in terms of being able to order certain things, like whether that be like PR boxes or um, just like shipping labels, I'm able to order in bulk because of like a wholesale license and like those little things. So luckily, like I'm able to do as of right now, mm-hmm. I'm able to do things efficiently to, and especially with COVID, I'm able to do things efficiently and with my time frame in mind. But like once I get back, go go back to because obviously we live in California, so the salons are all still kind of closed right now, mm-hmm. except for like outside stuff. But I'm not doing that. Um, but once I get back into the salon and back into like the real groove, because I'm co- I'm still I'm currently coaching right now. But our schedules I'm slowly going to get more and more uh, intense. not intense, but like just the times are a little bit longer. So once I get back into that groove and I'm back at the salon, it's going to be a little hard for me to just manage spellbound. But it's nothing I haven't done before. Mm-hmm. Like I'm used I'm used to working seventy two hour weeks. <sighs> you are crazy. <laughs> I love that. But me too. Like I have so many jobs right now, and I'm. I don't know. I feel like I'm killing it though. You're killing it. You have like a too. potential internship coming up, right? Oh, I got the internship, honey. You did? Yes. I have this. Okay. I know you haven't said anything. I have this theory about who it is. We'll, we'll discuss this after the podcast, but I have like this theory of what company I think it is. And I hope <laughs> okay. it's the one I'm thinking of. Ah, okay. It's a makeup <laughs> brand, right? Yes. Okay. I'm. Watch me be spot on. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. And- Go ahead. In terms of like creating my own brand with the beauty community, how it is right now with being so flip-flop and like really positive or really negative, it's terrifying. It's genuinely terrifying because it's like every time I want to release a product, it's either going to go really well or it's going to be hated and then, I'm, and then I'm doomed. Like I'm, once you're in that cancel culture or people just don't like what you're doing, mm-hmm. you're, you're done. You're, it's and it's hard to rebuild yourself from that so as of right now I think I'm doing okay <laughs> but all it takes is for like one big like let's say I sent my like a PR box to like a big beauty influencer that's on YouTube and then they say like one bad thing about my product all of a sudden everyone's opinions even if they liked it before are now like uh you know it's just not it's not it yeah so that's my worry is the negative yeah. of the beauty community and towards my brand and how that will affect me. But as of right now, everything's going really smooth aside from everything getting to my house late because of COVID. Yeah. I'm still waiting for like highlighter packaging and boxes that were sent wrong. Oh my gosh. I saw that. That's so frustrating. They literally so many like, it's okay. Keep in mind for when I did my component order for my highlighters, I ordered 3000. Mm-hmm. so I needed 3,000 boxes and they all came wrong like parts of my design were not even on the final box the one I approved like which via like the the, the, the the samples that I approved were perfect the ones that I got were half an inch too small design the certain aspects of the design weren't on me and I was just like okay I literally sent them and I was like Karen I sent them an essay and I was like fix it no, but they need to. Please tell me they're not charging you for that. No, they're not. Oh, if, if anything, the only thing that I need to pay for is shipping, which I don't mind paying for. 
Right. But even with that, it's just like, I, it's not my fault. It's your yeah. fault. I, what I approved wasn't fulfilled. And that's just another setback in your timeline, which can be so frustrating. Because exactly. I wanted to, I've already posted my fall palette and things like that, but I wanted to launch the fall palette, the velvet beauty sponges and the highlighters, the three shades that I'm coming out with all at the same time. And it was supposed to be, what's today? It was supposed to be five days ago. I wanted it to be on August 1st. Mm -hmm. But now because of the components being stuck in LA and they're not like moving, like UPS hasn't scanned them. And that's frustrating because it's like 12 giant, I mean, it's 3000 things like, um, but they haven't scanned those boxes. Those are not even like moving. And I'm just like, okay, I complained yesterday to UPS. And I'm like, hi, I've needed these like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and then with the boxes coming wrong, it's just like, okay, now I have to wait. I have my palettes. I have the beauty sponges and I'm just waiting for like the third thing. So it's like, I kind of have to put myself on hold, but at the same time, it's like my required day to purchase my Halloween collection that's coming out in two months is coming up in a few days. Oh my gosh. And I, wow. and I haven't even, I haven't even launched fall yet. Yeah. So it's a little overwhelming and you know, it's a lot of money <laughs> oh my gosh especially, yeah especially it's a lot of money that like when I'm not selling things like right now everything's just sitting at my house aside from the components but everything's just sitting at my house and that's money I could be making right now but I'm not gonna launch it because I'm missing things right but so that, now it's just like that fall palette looks amazing gracias. it is so pretty I what's good is like oh, I mean what's good what's helpful is I did go to school for like graphic and art so like I said like in terms of designing things if you don't know Spellbound Beauty is all very like witchy of course dark eerie like vibe so like all of the palettes that I'm coming out with I they're all based like I want them all to look like different spell books mm -hmm. so when you put them all together it's like a cute little like sorority of witches <laughs> I'm obsessed like, with cute, it it's just, I just like things that are cohesive. I hate when brands come out with things and it's just like, this product looks absolutely nothing like this product. And right. I like when a brand from packaging all the way down to product is just one big unit versus everything being so separate. Because I could have easily came out with just like, like I talked about this on Twitter um, a few months ago. During Pride Month, I could have easily came out with a Pride palette rainbow but like at the same time there's so many on the market I don't want to do that it just doesn't it doesn't coincide with like what I want for my vision of my brand I don't want to and being a homosexual like I quite, quite frankly I don't like rainbows I think they're a little bit tacky they don't match anything so I'm like I don't <laughs> like they they don't match anything there's every single color I'm not wearing a rainbow it's gross. No, I'm not saying like it's gross as in like, okay, yes, wave your pride flag. Absolutely. Go ahead and like support us. But I, I'm not going to wear it. It doesn't, I can't seem to like look good in anything like that. But in terms of like the palette, like I didn't want to release another rainbow palette on the market that everyone has. Like even sitting right now at home, I have like four, like I'm looking yeah. at four of them right now. It's like, I don't need one. No, but, but your brand, it, it tells a story and it ha that's the most important part of a brand is to mm -hmm. have a story, have its own personality. And that's exactly what your brand has. Because if you don't have a point of difference, you're not going to sell. Right. Like you don't have anything different from any other brand on the mm -hmm. market. 
And that's what you have. And that's why I wanted you to come on here and tell us all how the hell you're doing it. It's when it, when my highlighter component, I think I showed you them, right? Yeah. Okay. So when those get released, I'm hoping it goes over well because I spent so much time and so much money making my, like my vision come to life. Like they are called the crystal ball highlighters for a reason. And I needed them to be exactly what I wanted. That's exactly what I got. Well, exactly what I ordered and they're not here yet. So I did have not gotten it yet, but they're just sitting somewhere in a warehouse, not being sent to me, pisses me off. But the problem though, that I'm seeing on social media right now and being an indie brand, obviously like I follow a lot of others and like when people like post stuff with my looks, I'll either repost them or I'll follow them and like, I'll communicate. I'm being, I'm very like active and engaging with people who are engaging with me. So, and I love doing that, but what I've noticed is a lot of a lot of people starting their own indie brands, quote unquote, but not doing the proper research for it. Because I see a lot of them, especially like in the past three, the past two months. And I think it's because people are getting like their 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 unemployment checks or they're using their like their uh their stimulus check and they're able to like, okay, I have this money, let me go start this. My problem with that is like what for me, like concept to finish is months to a year. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like a night or day kind of thing. The problem with a lot of these indie brands that are starting right now is they're just choosing palettes and it seems like they're right off of Alibaba, changing the changing the like the cover graphic and then reselling it and being like, Okay, well, my brand's doing this, my brand's doing that. No, like that's not your brand. All you're doing is you're private labeling something that could possibly potentially have like extremely toxic ingredients on it but you're not doing the research and you're not getting like the certification from the labs knowing what you're doing and that's that's my worry with current indie brands in the social media realm right now and it's a lot of I mean don't get me wrong it's a lot of people like me who have a passion they want to start something but they're kind of doing it the wrong way like I said like I started with the liquid lips what was it four years ago when did I send those to you Jesus Christ long time yeah like at the beginning of my YouTube channel like 2017 2018 yeah, something like that very long time ago and that's when I first got in cahoots with uh, my lab and we kind of as this has been four years now almost five years I've now built a relationship with my lab making sure they're certified making sure they're sanitary making sure they're not testing on animals and like all these things. And I don't think other people are doing that because I'm seeing their turnaround times be like, Oh my God, like I'm launching my brand, blah, 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 blah. A month later, they have a palette coming out. I'm like, girl, you no, are choos- I, I've you're been seeing literally that. picking and choosing and you're like stock choosing stock. And you're just like doing all these things. That's not how I roll. That's literally not I, how I roll. And you know what? It's so funny because I've noticed this too. So many people are just having some graphic designer create a logo and then it's the most basic thing I've ever seen. It's just slapping logos on mm-hmm. products that they pick on a website. They don't even try it before they order like a thousand pieces. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's going to bite them in the butt because there are so many players in the game. And yeah. if you don't have something different to bring to the market, yeah. you're going to lose. 
Yeah. And that's why with Spellbound, I try to push to have different packaging. I try to push to like have a different color story. Cause like, even like with my first palette it had a lot of neutrals in it, but it also had like those purples and those glitters that like, I felt really made the palette. And then with the small one, now that like the neutrals are kind of out of the way <laughs> with the first palette that I launched now with the fall and then everything coming like later, like the Halloween palette, bitch. Ooh, mm. I'm so excited. So excited. And then like Christmas, I already have like everything's already done. Like everything's done up until January. So I have everything lined up. It's now just me clicking order and just making mm-hmm. sure things are ordered. What I will say is in terms of lab work, you'd be surprised how many people use how many big companies use the same lab. And mm-hmm. the reason why I say that is because like for me in Spellbound, I had to sign like a basically just like a what an NDA like a non-disclosure yeah yeah so a non-disclosure because they don't want x amount of people knowing that you're working with all these other people when like I know ideally like I know a very big brand that we share the same lab but our ingredients are different and Mm. that's because I chose ingredients to be different but also with that being said interesting how things are sold at Sephora with this brand and there's there's some um there's like parabens in it and like i'm not i mean i'm not gonna talk shit it's a really it's a really big brand are they saying that they're paraben free i mm, i'll look at that after this but i'm not sure if they are or not i don't even think they claim to be cruelty free oh okay goodness but they are the lab that we work with is cruelty free but yeah, so we share, we share the same lab, but it's very interesting how, like, me, little tiny little Spellbound Beauty over here, shares the same lab as this big-ass company that right. has a palette, like, every other month. <laughs> but you know what? I bet you're paying more for that custom formula. Oh, that's, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So what I think ideally happened was, so with that company being so big and being, world like, known worldwide, is that now became, like, their their like stock formula i wouldn't i don't want to say stock because that's just so like a like a like i don't just a really bad word in terms of like you don't want to say a lab has stock stuff you want to believe that everything is like custom and like custom made but i think that's their like go-to formula that they send out their samples to and i got those samples and i ordered i think 300 different shades i sent them like the the pantone color chart that I wanted and I was like okay I want this 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 and this and this so they, they basically created all of them in that original formula and then I looked at the ingredients and then I tested it and I was like no <laughs> so like I'm not gonna do that <laughs> oh my gosh will you tell me after what brand it is oh my gosh because I'm so curious now but uh, going back to the indie brand thing you you're saying that it takes you about a year to plan for an upcoming launch yeah so with in terms of like shadows so i ordered once i fixed the formula and did all that i ordered 300 different shadows and that was all based off of like the pantone colors that i want if you don't know about pantone colors it's like the universal colors of like the world <laughs> essentially yeah. it's like the digital colors so i sent all the, the the pantone colors that i wanted over to them they created those colors into eyeshadows they sent those all to me so the, the 300 shadows that i have like on my shelf that are my samples are all exclusive to spellbound they are all custom colors yes do some of them look like other brands oh, absolutely because people choose the same 
colors and pantones and things like that but i can every single color that i have for spellbound sample wise is all 100 custom and it's your formula yes the only thing that is not is the glitters and i'm not the fondest of the glitter so that's why in fall i only put one glitter in the palette and i'm currently in the process of reworking the glitter formula and completely changing it so it's self-adhering Mm. See, I liked the glitter formula. It was great for me. I... It was very like, for me, it was like very like hit or miss. It was like people mm. either loved it, like because they was just like, it, it had like the, it's glitter. At the end of the day, it's a, it's a loose glitter pressed into a pan. Yeah. But the other half of it was like, oh, I wish it like it stuck by itself. And I'm like, okay, we'll like, use a glitter glue. Or, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. That's what I do. I mean, I feel like that's but, self-explanatory. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, some people don't get it. People, people are always going to, yeah. But from, so yeah, so from concept all the way through to in hand. And when I say in hand, I mean like in hand, I have my solid sample. Not even me pressing order for the giant order to send out to people. It's months to a year just to get the sample that I want in hand because I want to make sure that it's been a lot faster because I do have all of like the the samples that I have now um but in terms of like making sure the packaging is correct making sure it's printed on the right medium making sure that um each pan is like set in correctly like a problem that I've had with the fall palette which they are also fixing (laughs) is in terms of like when it was shipping to me obviously like we can't control weather so it probably got really hot and the glue that was underneath the pans kind of unstuck so some of the pans were loose and quite a few of the pallets so I sent them over and I was like fix it (laughs) so good for you good for you for having because because I'm spending all this money and I'm not spending all this money for it to come I want it to be I want to be able to grab it send it out to my customers and be done with it Right. I don't want to, like, I shouldn't have to sit here and I'm not going to go and re-glue other pans. That's completely unsanitary. Like, it's not what I'm going to fucking do. Yeah. So I sent them the amount of pallets, which was a lot, um, that they needed to redo. And now they're in the process of redoing them. So it's like, I have to wait anyway for these damn highlighter packaging. Yeah. So I might as well. But yeah. So what are your plans for the future of your brand? Where do you want it to <sighs> be in a couple of years? I have this one store that wants to sell me in their stores. <gasps> but awesome. I'm not going to do it. Why? I'm not going to do it. And the reason why is because I feel like things that are sold in this store borderline gimmicky. Oh. And I yeah. don't I don't want to put in theory if you think about in terms of like my brand and what the theme is, it makes sense. Totally makes sense. And they wanted to order like X amount of like millions of pallets so they can put into their stores. And I was like, okay, um, great idea. I would be living on my, like in a house somewhere wherever I want to live because I'd be making a lot of money off of it. But I chose not to, or I'm choosing not to because I don't want that, not reputation. You don't want to be associated with that. I just don't think as in terms of right now that this, store and it's a store that's in every single mall um sells quality makeup products so I don't want to be sold in this store for people to think that I'm not a quality brand 
Right. I think I know what story you're talking about based okay. on the aesthetic, yeah. but mm-hmm. I totally agree. I've tried makeup products from there as well, and they're just absolute shit. No. Yeah. So you definitely <laughs> took the right route. Um, yeah. You're, you're going to go to regardless. Ju- yeah. If I wanted to just do this for money, oh, I would have signed away. But I'm not doing this for money. I'm doing this. I mean, ideally, like, it would be nice to make money. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm doing this basically because I want to become the next big thing. But in order to do that, I'm willing to put in the work. I'm willing to put in the time. I don't want to jump from night and day, like we were talking about earlier in this podcast, and my life completely change. I want to gradually do it so I know I can control it. Because right now, it's just me. Eventually, I'm going to hire one person. If it expands further than that, then I'm going to hire more people, get like a get like a shop or warehouse downtown, go and do that, put all my stuff there, like make it nice and easy for me. But that comes with time and that comes with learning. Like you have mm-hmm. to learn. And even these big companies, like you learn, like Anastasia Beverly Hills, like Beverly Hills, like they learned from their subculture palette. Everyone hated that. And they never went down the down that road again. All these brands are learning that they need to be more inclusive with like their shade range or just what they're even posting on social media. So everyone's like learning and that's the only way that things can move forward and become bigger mm-hmm. is by learning. Yeah. It's really, it's just a learning game. Uh, going back to the like indie brands, basically what for me, what it seems like is they're just choosing palettes off of Alibaba. Out of all people, girl, you should know what it's like to mess with that makeup. Oh my gosh, no, like your lips absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. And and you know what's funny? I can tell what palettes are private labeled. You everybody yeah. knows what it's so generic, I mean, so me, basic. Don't get me wrong, like even my palettes are a standard 15 pan palette. No, but yours looks custom. It does right. not look like you just went and private labeled that from China. Like, no. Right. Because like it's a like my the component from palettes, if you haven't seen it already, anyone listening, it's just a standard like black 15 pan palette because as of right now, that's what I can afford for myself because I'm mm-hmm. not made out of money, people. <laughs> but like I said, in terms of the graphic design, I do what I need to do to make it look different. Like head to toe, like graphic design on the entire thing, not just like my label put on the front. Yeah. No, I love what you're doing. I think you're killing it. I'm obsessed with the brand. I'm so excited to see future launches. Um, but now that we've talked about makeup, I tell us all about your podcast because I love Uh, it. uh, Have you been listening? I've listened to the second episode and the 2.5 episode. 2.5. Okay. 2.5 was low key. Great. Like the journal. Now that I'm like on a video with you, like it was just weird dude that is so weird that's no tell tell everybody what you're doing so i me and my very close friend gabrielle we both uh started doing this podcast and it's called diaries of the unknown and it's basically like we've always wanted to do a podcast and i feel like podcasts are so i talk a lot so it's just like it just (laughs) it just works but we've always wanted to do it. And we talked about this because for years, because me and her worked at Bills together. And we finally just made it happen. Her mom worked for Logitech or works for Logitech. So we were able to get like these microphones for like 75% off and nice. be able to just start things really quickly. And then like 
upon like doing research and things like that, we just like started getting addicted to it. Like if you listen to like the first episode and the second episode, like my first time saying something and then her first time like telling her story, you can tell we were a little bit timid because it was like our first one. But then by the time like 2.5 and 3 came out, it was just like, all right. Yeah, you get you now guys definitely now we're in the groove of it. And now like it's a lot easier for me to edit now. And like me and you were talking about this the other day because you asked like what I use for editing. I have every single like big program, whether it like be like uh acid or um even I have like even just like the like the simplest thing like audacity in terms of like recording. Uh, but what I end up using is I record me and her record over Zoom, just like me and you are. And then I go and I move and I edit it and I just export it as MP3. It's the easiest thing. And if you I have like a quality, if you have like a quality microphone, like it works. And the problem that I, it's just so much easier than working with all these like hard, intense programs. Like, don't get me wrong. If I'm going to sing an album, <laughs> which will never happen, <laughs> then, then I'll go and use those programs. But like, if it's just my podcast or I just need to, ex- like, I need to clip, edit, cut things out and then export the MP3, I'm just going to make it easy for myself. And I'm able to do it within like, two hours. Uh Thank you so much for helping me with that. Because after you told me what you did, I was like, wait, why am I trying to make all this extra work for myself? And then my last podcast, I edited it the same way that you're doing. And it was so easy. It was so much better. Yep. Yeah. So thank you for that. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. No problem. I'm definitely, this has been a long time coming. (laughs) I feel like we've been meeting to talk for such a long time, but I know we need to meet after. You don't live that far. Yeah. You don't live that far, girl. I know. I'm going to have to come drive up to you or vice versa. There's more things to do where you live. (laughs) I know, but you have a pool. Yeah. It's a really nice view, too. <laughs> Everybody wants to be friends with somebody that has a pool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the weather's nicer down there, so. Well, we're going to get together very soon. Um, yes. Tell us your handles, your Instagram, social media. Uh, so Instagram is at Ryan Aaron Troy. Twitter is, I think, underscore Ryan Aaron Troy or Ryan Aaron Troy underscore one of the two. And then YouTube is also Ryan Aaron Troy, but I don't really post on it. I want to get more active on YouTube. It's just like, I don't know. It's a lot to just get myself ready and then sit in front of a camera. I don't know how you do it, girl. Cause like, it's, I like just this. Cause I, it's just my voice, girl. Yeah. <laughs> like I can just, we can just edit this and like my voice is posted. I do want to get bigger on YouTube because I feel like that will help my brand in terms of like bringing things out there. But it's just I have like no motivation to put myself on a screen for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know. Why. That's all right. What's your um? What's your brand's? Uh, oh, uh, sp- uh, at Spellbound Beauty Co on Instagram. I don't have a Twitter account for it because I just use my personal Twitter for. Yeah, you don't need another conversation. No. Yeah. Well, perfect. Thank you so much for talking and sharing no. your story. Okay. I'm so excited for you. I just think you're incredible what you're doing is amazing you're killing (laughs) it thank you so much for being my first interviewee thank you for having me and yeah that's that wrap it up (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys for listening and we hope you guys have a great rest of your day or night or early morning whenever the hell you're listening to this (laughs) exactly thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys later bye